1: Welcome in to not just another episode, but the 52nd episode. I'm Bobby. Boom, boom, boom. He's Brandon. Hello. You can find us on the three majors of social media at PucksOutPod. Now let's crack open this cold beer and let's get after it.
2: Guess I need to have it in my hand to crack it, huh?
1: Smells hoppy. Oh, it's It's an
2: IPA. It's a. It is. Uh, not bad. Very very hoppy not style bad. of beer yeah the voodoo the voodoo ranger is a, a little lighter yeah. on the hops than uh, a, a lot of traditional ipas so uh so not a bad one uh not as hoppy as the one i'll be talking about for what are you binging so yeah.
1: don't forget to check us out on what a maneuver and patreon to support the show how are you this week buddy I'm pretty good man
2: not too bad not too bad um Good weekend of football. Uh, Great weekend of know, football, and extending into Monday night with the with the national championship. Hockey's about to start. Yeah. Hard to hard to hard to complain, man. How, how about
1: yourself? Pretty good, man. How do I? got myself out of the slump that i was coming into betting i was uh over you know because i got i got a little too heavy into college basketball and nba yeah. quickly realized i needed to backtrack out of uh, nba yeah I, that, that is way too unpredictable
2: yeah I, I had a i had a rough weekend overall rough week really uh in in the betting world i mean not horrible horrible but Horrible enough yeah. to where it just feels like it's all piling on, and every every bet that you put in, you're questioning. Yeah. Uh, you're like oh. that's how I was
1: um, going into the weekend. None of my big parlays hit. You know, just the way it works out sometimes. Uh, no one could have foreseen the underdogs covering uh, what four out of the five games, four yeah. or five out of the six games. It was wild. Uh, so you know, I won about two hundred bucks over Super Wild Card weekend. Had a great, pretty good night last night. Uh, took the over, you know, and that—I mean, taking the over was just free yeah. money that was, in that yeah. game, dude.
2: Yeah, absolutely. That was uh, that was dominant uh, performance by Alabama. We'll yeah. talk a little bit about it.
1: Uh, this is episode fifty-two. Like we said earlier, a full year. We've been coming to you guys every week, and. We are so happy to be doing this. Couldn't be doing this without you guys. We're the super
2: sp- sorry. We would like to apologize <laughs> to you.
1: <laughs> but we, we couldn't do this without the support of our fans, our family, our loved ones. So thank you all very much. We hope that this next year is even bigger and better, especially with the release of our new fantasy show, The Fantasy Goons, Uh, us two, and our buddy Davey. You can find that show every Monday during the hockey season. But now let's get into some news.
0: Everything you need to know about what's happening on the ice. It's time for News from Inside the Boards.
1: We've got 116 consecutive nights of scheduled NHL hockey. I'm excited. Uh, We... Eh. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, obviously, I'm uh, I'm I'm extremely excited. I'm I'm interested to see how this 56 game season is gonna gonna work out for everybody, and and what kind of differences in hockey we're gonna see because yeah. of it.
1: Wouldn't be the COVID era of sports without something, uh, without some wrench getting thrown in. The stars season have been pushed back a little bit. Uh, I believe that there were numerous stars players who uh, had not just had positive tests, but they had symptoms. And I've, they didn't release names, but at least some of them had pretty severe symptoms. So it's going to be the question of what does that look like coming back? You know, they I think they still opened up their season against the Lightning. So obviously that's going to affect those. I mean, those games have to be rescheduled. I believe the Preds played them next week. And not just that, but, you know, they got they were, some of the players are back on the ice today, but obviously we know that COVID-19 affects year long, and the capability you know they don't really know the long-term effects that it has on your lungs right so depending on what players, i mean this could be something where the i mean the stars could suffer from this big time it depends on how bad these symptoms were for some of their players
2: yeah and you, you kind of wonder how much more of this we're gonna be seeing i mean the nfl had some early on uh, where there was some some games in question and they really seemed to kind of pull it together it's a lot different Playing yeah. one game a week as opposed to four
1: or five f- games, you know, yeah.
2: 56 games, anywhere from three to five games a week, potentially. Yeah.
1: But um, so they took the ice today for the first time and <clears throat> they had 15 players absent. So that that's a pretty big chunk. Uh, but we will, you know, hopefully see some news coming out for that later. Mike Milbury out for good from NBC Sports. He was fired, I believe, partial way through the season last year for some comments he made. Deservingly so, many people argue about whether or not those comments should have gotten him fired. <clears throat> the answer is yes, but the answer is also he should have been fired a long time ago.
2: Right? They were. If there were the uh, if they it was the only dumb thing that he'd done, it would you it would be able you would be able to argue maybe. Yeah. Maybe, you know, does does one stupid comment or mistake when you're on a live broadcast cancel out it cancel out your entire career? No, but this is not the first time that he's had Does a hundred comments
1: you make on the air cancel out your career of dumb comments? Right. <laughs>
2: right. And and we kind of talked more about the the nature of the comments that he that he made. I mean it just seemed like it seemed like there were hundreds of reasons well before this to to fire the man and it was the the re, the comments that he made that got him fired just seemed to not really align yeah. with you know if this if you're against this then why hasn't he been fired type yeah. of more more of what I'm uh, I'm talking about but at least he wasn't fired on air like the reds announcer <laughs> 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 then having to call the the greatest walk off home run call yeah. of
1: all time <laughs> yeah that would have been amazing if it had happened uh, Evander Kane uh, declares bankruptcy, says he will st- still play this season. There was some rumors about, I don't know where, why those rumors got started. If you're bankrupt, yeah, go play. you got to play. It's like, I'm declaring bankruptcy. I'm not going to go to work anymore. But um, but yeah, no wonder he so badly wanted to fight the Paul brothers on pay-per-view. 28 mil in yeah. debt. Like, that's a lot. That's a lot, man. He you lost know? like $1.5 in gambling last year. <laughs>
2: Let's not talk about that Bobby. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> oh, that's
1: right. I'm sorry. People don't lose
2: gambling. No, so. no, no, no. I'm just saying <laughs> that, you know, if we had that kind of money, I'm like, how did he lose 28 mil? And I'm like, oh yeah, gambling.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, so there's there's more to it. He's got um he takes care of uh I think they said like two grandmothers, eight uncles, five sisters. Uh they he takes care of all of them uh three of them you know some of them I, are deservingly so and I, some of them are just you know moochers
2: i saw i saw that that the thing is that is i mean taking care of yeah 12 people is not no, uh, un- yeah. unfathomable un- unfathomable fathomable i mean we got people making minimum wage having to take care of three and four kids I mean it's doable. You just can't yeah. live, you just can't live an exuberant lifestyle and then also take yeah. care
1: of and people. And let's be honest. Those the people he takes care of are not the reason he's bankrupt. It's cuz if he just lost a 1.5 million in yeah, an exactly. official gambling, how much else did he lose that's not reported on gambling? How There's, many book how many how many bookies does he have that he didn't report?
2: Well, that that and everybody is trying to make it make it out to be, well, you got to feel bad he's taking care of all these people. No, I don't I mean I feel bad That he's taking care of these people, and you know now he's bankrupt and all this, all this stuff. But there, you if he if you were making a million dollars a year, you could take care of all those people, no
1: problem. Yeah, people take care of large families for less than a million dollars in a year.
2: Yeah, and I mean if you're you're worried about that, why go play with why to go to San Jose and the California, you know, housing market. I mean that just doesn't make sense why yeah. not go to a place like tennessee or carolina i mean he
1: is this our is this our marketing pitch to get him to come to the preds no no i mean sure <laughs> Listen, if he wants we, to come we know you're bankrupt so we got a housing market we, we got an, <laughs> we got an extra
2: room you're gonna have to leave the 13 uh folks to fend for themselves <laughs> i mean you know the thing is it's one of the you got to you gotta separate yourself. You gotta take care of yourself. Nobody's saying don't take care of your family members and stuff. Yeah. But at the same time, you're telling me that there's ten live adults in there yeah. that he has to take care. I of. I wonder
1: when his contract is up because talk about having zero leverage in your next contract negotiations. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like, uh, wait, you want how much? How about this? We just give you a house with eight rooms and call it a day. It's just <laughs>
2: his pit. His pitch is just a YouTube video of him saying, "Please." <laughs> <laughs> Please, it's all it's all it's all commission based. He gets point, he gets money per hit that he that he hey, that he does. So yeah, yeah. it was
1: funny that's, on Twitter. Obviously, you know, crazy people on Twitter. uh They were saying, "Well, to fix this, why does it? Why doesn't he just get like a reasonable car for him and the misses? That'll that that'll fit." It's like, wait, it. what? That yeah, that's the issue. He's that like, was <laughs> it. It was oh wow.
2: I just need, he just needed a mini. He needed he, he. Has he thought about getting up onto Dave Ramsey's? <laughs> game plan. Like, look, my thing is, you taking care of Mama. You know, that's what I. That, that's yeah. one of those things that that's no question. If if Mama forced him to go into twenty eight million dollars worth of debt, no worries. But when you start getting into like eighty three uncles and yeah. cousins and sisters, cousins and brothers, friends, and, like nieces, five strippers. and and the strippers that you're that you're keeping afloat, and all that's where that's where it kind of gets into a, a different different realm. Look those dudes didn't birth you. Okay. And if you would have never made it pro, what was your game plan? You know, like what
1: was your game plan? What were, was, what was their game plan? Yeah. You know, so is he, so I wonder, cause so someone was saying uh, a reporter was talking about how in Canada, when, when you're a young hockey, when young hockey players in Canada, they are, they have specific uh, classes for Canadian hockey players to learn finances, because in Canada, that's one of the main ways you get out of, uh, poverty if you are under the poverty line there So that when people like yeah saying that Oh he should have taken some classes yeah He is Canadian so he, guess, he's had the Classes
2: well my and my guess Also would be that the NHL does Something like that oh, I mean, yeah. it's, uh, I it, mean if it's the
1: NFL does it I'm sure the NHL has a Rookie like uh, orientation Of hey how about let's Not immediately go spend your Full contract on that new uh, Mansion
2: right I mean it's Especially when Yes, you'll be Much able like Dwayne live, Haskins did. You'll you'll be able to live comfortably for the rest of your life with just one year's worth of, yeah. of a contract. But you got to remember, you have a short lifespan with potentially high yeah. cost of medical
1: bills, especially a player like Evander Kane, who is a fighter.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, CTE is definitely in this guy's future, you know, uh, not to make a joke out of head head injuries, but that is that's going to be the case for sure. So that's, you know, it's it's sad to hear you don't want to hear it, but, you know,
1: got to keep the right people around you. But speaking of guys who no longer have jobs, Corey Perry has been uh, has gone through waivers. He's not been picked up. He was released by the Habs uh, after being traded to them from the Stars. So, man,
2: as a guy, a, as a guy in my position, I'm, you know, I never want somebody to not have a job except for Corey Perry. Yeah. I'm excited about that yeah. uh, because, you know, I think that he would be better suited in a jail cell than he would be to play hockey anymore. So.
1: Yeah. All right. So last week we gave our predictions uh, for the season. We've got a couple more to add. Uh, we kind of came up with these over the week. So we're going to do... Now, um, these are
2: not point related. These are just discussion. I
1: figured we'd do the first one at least. Uh, it's You can't really do a point related on the second one, but on this first one, we could... I mean, it's a, you can point it. The first, okay. The first, sure. Uh, we're going to do the first coach to be fired this season. Okay. Um, I took uh, Rick uh, Toque. I believe that's how you pronounce his name, or Talk-Het. Uh Listen, there's a new general manager in Arizona, um, and... And he
2: means business.
1: Uh, Armstrong won't wait around long in the disaster that is the Yotes. And new GMs usually don't bode well for coaches of losing teams.
2: And now, to be fair, he did draft a known racist. So is his judgment, you know, to be trusted? We're not sure. But uh, not a bad choice. I'm going to go with some low-hanging fruit, I I guess. Uh, Jeff Jeff Blaziel from the Red Wings, the Red Wings coach. He's only had one winning record with the club. I think that how long has he been there for? Like five or six years. Okay. You know, it's been a, it's been enough time yeah. in Detroit, a traditionally winning program, to you know, you've had your time. I think that he's going to be a casualty of them continuing to lose and uh, and and just finally needing to bring some new blood in because, you know, eventually you have to you have to make some sort of changes if you want to want to advance in this league and actually show that, you know, not just say the word rebuild, but you're actually rebuilding. Yeah, So I, I'm going to go with Detroit's coach.
1: All right. Then we got free agent bust. This one's a little harder to uh, to grade at the end of a season. But I think, you know, we're smart guys. We can figure it out. Um, I took Braden Holtby. The fact is, I believe he's past his prime. He was failing with a good team. And I think Thatcher Demko is about ready to become goalie number one in Vancouver.
2: Okay. not a, Not a bad call. I didn't have any... I didn't have any big name that I saw that really flashed out to me that I thought was a was a bad signing or a, or a bad move for a player. I'm going to go with the defenseman Joel Edmondson. He was signed by Montreal, four years, fourteen million, three and a half million dollars a year is a lot of money for from what I've been able to to tell. Is a is a bit. He's a hitter, you know. He and and they they have that in, in Montreal, especially in the the back four. I just don't. I don't. I don't know that if he's going to be able to carve himself out a spot there. Yeah. To make it worth three point five million. Now, I could be absolutely wrong. But that's that is that is definitely one that is hard to judge. It's really more what the team is putting the worth on. You know, it's not a big goal scorer. Obviously, Holtby is easy to judge. Did he have a good season? Yeah. Did he not have a good season? That back end defenseman is a is a more difficult position to judge because if you ask somebody, well, is you know Ryan Ellis worth what he's getting paid? Some people across the league may not say yet, but we watch Ryan yeah. Ellis play hockey and what he does for the team. Yeah, so, there's
1: a lot of, and the, luckily there are a lot of in in depth. Um, Stat analytical stats that we That we can pull up that people that we know Are in the uh, hockey world especially in the National League or they, they focus on that and there's So there are some stats that Kind of go above our pay grade sure That we can find that for especially for D men that really know like um how You know not it goes deeper than just plus Minus it's more you know Are they scoring on your side or How often are you allowing breakaway stuff Like that so those are all the things sure, kind of we can look at But yeah I, it's a lot easier To look at a goalie Especially someone like Braden Holtby, who has a history that we can look back on and say right. he has progressed, he's regressed, or has he regressed to, to a point where it's not okay?
2: Well, the bigger thing is with with a with a defenseman, uh, for example, is you know he lays a big hit on a guy that is coming across the line or something, and it messes up the offense. You're not necessarily going to see that other than one hit yeah. on the stat sheet that it makes it hard to, did it change the momentum? Did it, you know, so it's a little more difficult to grade. Um, but It's we more of an eye come, test for D-men. Absolutely. And if we're not sitting watching every single Montreal Canadiens game, we may not know at the end of the year whether or not, I mean, we may know that he was not a bust if he comes out and scores an adequate amount of points and and gets a lot of hits and, so, but we may not be able to tell if it was a bust If he doesn't have the numbers on a sheet yeah. For us to actually look at Without going back and watching all of his game tape So uh, definitely a harder one to judge But it was the only one that really stood out for me 3.5 mil a year is a, is a big number To to try to be able to
1: Alright, so let's move into outside the NHL
2: now that you
0: know what's happening inside the boards, time for the rest of the headlines with news from outside the boards.
1: All right. It was super wild card weekend. What a great weekend of football. It was. It was a really good, I mean,
2: heartbreaking for both of us, obviously, uh, both of our teams out, Washington yeah. and the I the, think it was a little Titans. more heartbreaking
1: for you yeah, than it was absolutely. for me. Um, but we'll, let's start off with the first game of the weekend. Colts bills. What a great game. Colts covered a spread that I didn't think they would cover. I took bill. I I thought the bills were going to run away with this one. Uh, Josh Allen didn't play his best game 300, but he still had 324 yards and two passing touchdowns. Um, Jonathan Taylor, you know, I had him in daily this week and he, he, he did well enough. (laughs) Not as good as I wish he'd done. 78 yards, one touchdown. To be fair, for the pricier running backs,
2: he got your your value, yeah. whereas I went with uh, with Derrick Henry, yeah. and value was not there. So,
1: yeah. I, I, and the thing is, I almost went with Derrick Henry last minute, changed it around. That was smart. I yeah. mean, it, and you know, it it
2: was a it it was a such a high price that he had to hit or your team was kind of yeah, and, uh, and hit hard but you know john brown dropped a couple passes for me i, I had a, a pretty good overall lineup it was just that big price tag for henry that really threw me yeah. off and i almost had henry and jtt instead of henry and dobbins and i really probably should have done that but i don't think it would have made a big difference it was a very low scoring week across yeah, the board i
1: think a lot of that's also because there wasn't not the the pool to choose from is so much smaller. Sure. I mean, you've got the Packers and the Chiefs just not playing that weekend, not mm-hmm. to mention all the other teams that didn't make the playoffs. So, yeah, I knew it was going to be a low-scoring affair going in. Well,
2: playoffs are – playoff DFS, you obviously haven't the been playoffs? in this league.
0: Don't talk about it. playoffs. You kidding me?
2: You haven't been in this league with us, but, I mean, playoffs are you hit or you don't generally. But, yeah, I mean, Josh Allen – he did what he needed to do. I mean, he showed up, but the Colts looked really good. I mean, it was a team that you necessarily you didn't necessarily want to see come playoff time because of the value that they yeah. they brought to the table. Yeah. Uh a good football game for sure. Yeah.
1: Do you think this was the last we will see a Philip Rivers in the NFL?
2: That's a tough question. I'm not really sure how he's feeling. He probably doesn't want to go home and stay with the 36 kids that he has there. So, I mean, <laughs> that dude's probably going to play until he dies yeah. type of stuff, you know. Um, but, I mean, it absolutely could be. They made some questionable decisions to me. Uh, I mean, you have a guy like Jonathan Taylor who's been hot, who's been having a really good game, and they try to bring in Jacoby Brissett to run. To, and I get they've been doing that kind of thing all year. Feed your young rookie. yeah. And, you know, I mean, it's like they went away from the game wasn't out of hand or, uh, yeah. by any I means. After I thought he was time. injured at one point because he just a,
1: like disappeared off the line. And Naeem Hines was getting some good runs. Naeem, and that's and fine. He's split, great. And you can split the ball, the, the rushes with Naeem Hines every once in a while, like maybe a 60-40 split, you know, 70-30. Yeah. But to do just to kind of go away, I mean, because it was working. Yeah. They were as for as the underdog as a team that was not coming in. People had very little expectations to be keeping up like that. All all you needed was one big play. You, you need, if if they could break open that Bills defense. Then you know, and and John JTT has proven he can do that. Just the week before, he busted what a seventy-four yard rushing touchdown.
2: Yeah, it was. It, it made it made little sense to me that they kind of went away from Jonathan Taylor when the game itself wasn't out of reach. Uh, at least not early in the in the second half. Uh, but a, but a, definitely a good good football
1: game and a, a yeah. fun one to watch. And then so move on to a, honestly one of the. The most fun I've, I've ever had watching a game, even during a loss, the Washington Tampa Bay game, uh, my Washington uh, football team, they went in there, they, they lost, but honestly, they they looked good. Yeah, um, they had a young uh, uh, Taylor Heineke come in Uh. Al- Alex Smith wasn't ready to go. On that field that day, on he, that Sunday, he looked good. Yeah, he did. He, that touchdown he got when he got away from like four uh, four almost sacks. And I mean, he was putting his body on the line every single down. It was very clear. He even got a little hurt. Uh, a lot of people saying, oh, he should be the starting quarterback going forward. Not so fast. Because here's the deal. They watched film for Alex Smith. Mm-hmm. They watched film for a guy who is the opposite of a mobile quarterback. And then for this guy to come in. And just start lightening it up with his legs. They weren't ready for that. And towards the fourth quarter, you could almost tell that they started shifting the the defensive plays a little bit, and started were able to, you know, contain him, get some more linebackers staying home on the edges. And that that proved that they couldn't. That you know, this is not a guy who's going to be a starting quarterback. There's a reason why he's been like go <laughs> by two or three other teams. But honestly, it was a, so much fun to watch. I was getting so hype uh, with Washington keeping it close i had uh i had wash i had washington plus 10 so i mean i was i was happy yeah. seeing that uh but yeah so but you know at the same time they're playing the greatest quarterback to ever play the game and it, it i it was very clear that you know it washington didn't do their usual thing they've been doing for the last two decades of shoot themselves in the foot i think they played as well as they could have they played up to their level the fact is the buccaneers were a Better team all around.
2: Ron Rivera is a is a great football coach. That I mean, you as a Washington fan have a lot to look forward yeah. to, in my opinion, because this is a season. I mean, arguably, they're not a good football team. I mean, they played well as a football team together. This, I didn't, wa- I didn't get to watch the entire game of this one.
1: But to be fair, but, of all the football teams, they're the best, the football team. That's true.
2: That is the best, the football team in the league. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, uh, so, I mean, you know, it's, it's hard to argue with Tom Brady. I think he's hungry. Yeah. They're going to have a tough matchup. They're going to have a tough matchup with, with, Drew Brees and the Saints uh this week. But uh I mean we'll I mean, talk a little bit. Quarterbacks
1: take their benefiber and take their vitamins and you know <clears> take their arthritis pills. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a good thing. I honestly at first I I think I think Tom Brady pulls it off against the Saints, to be honest. I think it's gonna be it's, very I think it's gonna be close, but I I just I mean I don't know. It's a very hard one to predict. I think Tom Brady being Tom Brady, and honestly, Antonio Brown looking good. Antonio yeah. Brown looking real. He looks like Antonio Brown from four or five years ago. Yeah. Um. And if they can get in between him and Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, he has so many. He has. This is the best weapon. Season. I don't think he's ever, I think he's ever had in his career. I mean, not to mention that Gronk, yeah, is still, Gronk is still looking like like Gronk. And the longer we go into this season, I think he Gronk's got goose
2: this week. By yeah, no,
1: way. we know. Yeah. Let's, let's listen. I'm just, but, but here's the thing, though. They were covering him hard, which left the other guys open. And the great thing with the this Tampa Bay team. No matter who's covered, it's, there's going to be a weapon open. It used to be that if you could shut down Edelman, then you then you got to rely on what? Some other 5'9 white guy that's you don't really have to worry about. Now you've got these pure athletes, these all-star receivers all over the place for Tom Brady just to choose any of them. And sure. I don't think the Saints defense can stop that. Yeah, I mean I'm that's – I'm taking the over on this game.
2: That's uh, that's definitely something to to, to discuss. Um even after we talk about the saint because i have a lot to say about the the saints bears game that kind of goes into the game against Tampa.
1: all right uh next we've got ravens titans a game that as i i really wanted the titans to win um i put some money on my parlays i put money on the titans i also put i put more money on the ravens though because i it was about an hour before kickoff and i just had this gut feeling that honestly yeah Lamar Jackson's still Lamar Jackson, dude. I, He's I, a cheat code.
2: I want to say that it was probably the most competitive game of the weekend. For sure. Uh, honestly, no I think between,
1: it would be between that and the Washington game, honestly.
2: Yeah. Uh, they, I mean, the Ravens were the better football team. With, I mean, of one of the, the punt with 10 minutes left in the game was one of the... I believe that the statistics showed that it was the one of the most cowardly punts of the of the season. Uh based on the, you know, percentage chance that it changed for you to win and you to lose. It was I I couldn't believe they decided to punt that because I mean the Ravens offense was looking potent. They contained Lamar as much as you could ask for, but that big long run at the end of the half, I think it demoralized the Titans. It was the, it, it was heartbreaking, but you saw it coming from a mile away. I mean, it was a, it was a good football game, but the Ravens are hot at the right time. Yeah. And, and Lamar Jackson and their, their running backs and their, the receivers, they just looked like the better football team containing Derek Henry, the way that, that he was contained. It was, uh, where there was no question that they were the better football team, and I think has a, have a real shot of winning the AFC this year.
1: Yeah, and I was actually literally going to talk about that exact same thing. You're down four points. It's fourth and two on you. You're across midfield. <clears throat> you go for that. You have to. You're, this is the playoffs, mind. man. Like you don't. You can't. You don't. Super Bowl teams have to be ballsy sometimes. To you know, you have to make those tough calls, and honestly, I think Vrabel took the took the cowardly way out. And I honestly, I, I I've always had a lot of praise for Mike Vrabel. Me I too. thought that was a Me too. And whether that was just a one off thing or if he was doubt, I don't. I mean, you don't give the ball back to Lamar Jackson.
2: No, I I completely agree with that. I love Rabel. This yeah. doesn't change my opinion yeah, of no, him. I'm not he's, saying still he's a great football coach, co- but it, it definitely
1: it makes me it makes me question why. I, I want I want to know what he knows, <laughs> what he thought. I just want to know. I think he knows. just thought they could get a stop.
2: Uh, you know, I mean, I don't think that there's much deeper thinking into it. Him thinking four four points and you know all we have to do is get a stop and we can get the football back i mean you also at the same time you don't want to give lamar jackson that field position you know i mean that's a that that would be your argument to it but uh it it was the wrong call in my and you know that happens in football and here's the thing
1: we it could have very all it would have taken was a quick three and out, and it's very easily the right call. that's what i'm saying that's one of those things so yes i don't think it was the right call but for i mean we're not the coach for all we know, he could have had a bug in his ear from the or thing that said, hey, statistically, they only have a X amount of chance of doing this. This gives <clears throat> us our statistically best chance of winning. We're, we we pun. He's, he, he's not
2: Adam Gase. OK, yeah. you have to trust trust this man's judgment, in my opinion. And it was not it was obviously not the right call, but it's hard to argue that it was the wrong one as yeah. well. It, it was a tough loss, but I think that we we lost to the. Better football team yeah. and the better overall team throughout this playoff, I think that the Bills. I think the Bills are going to have to watch out. I think that there there is no question in my mind that the Ravens are going to win against the Bill. And yeah. I've been big on the Bills all. I've been all big week. on the
1: Bills too. I'm going to hammer down on the Ravens, dude. Yeah, I think, the Raven, I think the Ravens got that. And
2: The Ravens are at plus one and a half already. I'm um, taking or, that before that changes, they, or they or at least what was when it's open. I haven't looked since, but I mean, the Ravens' defense is better than the Bills yeah. to me. Uh, I think that they have an equality at the quarterback position, but I think the weapons that the besides Stephon Diggs, I think that the overall amount of weapons that the Ravens have are better than oh, the sure. the weapons that the Bills have. I'm uh. I'm very, very intrigued by, by this, by this coming up matchup and it hurts, but it was one of those things that, you know, they probably should have won last year. Maybe we had the opportunity to win this year, but I mean, it just, it's just, it's hard to beat a team like that three times in a row. I mean, you go back to the playoffs and then you go and beat them in their house. So that's two victories uh, in, in their place. I mean, this is a longstanding rivalry going back to Ray Lewis's days, uh, yeah. you know, uh, uh, <clears> at <throat> Ray Lewis's days in in Baltimore, early 2000. So these two teams continue to battle it out. Lamar Jackson, man, that guy, you, you can't understand anything that that <laughs> man is saying at all. He's saying the right things though. When they at, uh, I I, I want to say Rachel Nichols, but don't quote me on that. It was like this matchup was was billed as you versus Derek Henry, and he's like, nah, man. You know, I mean, in in his voice, his Ed Ogeron voice was like, no, this was the again about the Ravens playing the Titans, and that that was the right thing to say. I, I would not be surprised for us to see this man lifting Lombardi trophy
1: yeah. come the end of the year. You know, what I mean Yeah, I mean I I think I don't th- I wouldn't go that far. I think that they're a good team. I think they're a really good team, but I I don't see them besting the Packers, the Chiefs, and honestly, I don't think I could see them beating the Browns right now, dude. The Packers' run D is atrocious. Yeah. And I mean you know, I mean, that's- when, listen, with the Packers, it all hinges on one guy, Aaron Rodgers. But I I, I like what I like what I saw from the Packers this year. Um, but and I still think that of those three teams that the most competitive would be against the Packers. I don't think that the Ravens could go in and in a playoff game and beat the uh, Chiefs or the Browns. I think the Browns are for real so much so that I went but a pretty decent bet on them to win outright at like plus. I think it was like twenty two hundred odds. Because uh, I'm, they are looking really good, and I think that I, I could, I could definitely, but we'll talk about that in in, in a little bit. Let's move on to the Bears Saints game. Saints dominating over the Bears, twenty one to nine.
2: Yeah, uh, uh, that was the game, and the what I wanted to talk about. You watched the regular broadcast, the Tony Romo broadcast. I actually watched because I was very intrigued by it. The broadcast on Nickelodeon. I watched the uh, the Nickelodeon broadcra- broadcast more out of just being intrigued. I was actually sad that it was the Tony Romo broadcast that I was missing uh, because I would have had taken him on an, any number of the other games. But it was it was uh, son of a of an NFL broadcaster Ian Eagle or Noah Eagle. He's the the son of Ian Eagle, an NFL broadcaster, Nate Burleson, uh, former NFL player. And then a Nickelodeon star, Gabrielle, Gabrielle Nevea green. And then Lex Lumpkin was the sideline reporter and it was awesome, man. I mean, you know, not in terms of if you're, if you're watching every game like that, but the way that they explained things and and Nate Burleson kind of it, kind of explaining specific players and how, you know, different things that are happening throughout the game and the fun that they've added in for for the kids or even even a girlfriend or wife or whoever it did a really good job of kind of laying out the game of football, a very very complicated game and kind of showing you why or yeah. what something is happening. They had they had little parts where a, a flag would get called and you know young Sheldon would pop up and explain the rule to to a person. And they didn't <clears throat> Noah Eagle and Nate Burleson didn't dumb it down either. They talked like it was a regular broadcast. Nate Burleson we're going to be seeing him on on regular NFL crews soon enough. He was, uh, he did a really good job. They didn't just dumb it down just because, and this, this, uh, this Gabrielle Nevea green was obviously at the beginning. What in way over her head, you know? I mean, yeah. guys like you and I calling a football game is hard uh, as is because there's so much going on and there's downtime that you've got to fill. She rarely spoke in the beginning but kind of started to yeah. come into her own. She's three, she's 15 years old and now she's called an NFL game, uh, a legit <laughs> NFL game. It was amazing to and me. And not just like
1: a noon kickoff, no, you know, an like NFL
2: playoff Browns game. dolphins
1: from three years ago, like a playoff game.
2: It was, it was amazing. And if I was, uh, it, it's one of those things that if you, if they did this for every single game, it's a way to keep kids yeah. interested and learn the game of football. This is how you expand your base to another group and a younger, younger age bracket that you're a football player growing up. I never played football. I played for like half a season when I was in seventh grade. And, you know, it's just like, I was just so much. It just wasn't for me, but I love sports and I love the game of football. But playing it wasn't necessarily in my wheelhouse because it was just, I started late. I didn't, you know, understand football like I understand football now. They don't necessarily want everybody that becomes a fan of football to have played football before. But they want to explain and expand this game to a younger group So by throwing, by when somebody kicks a field goal and throwing SpongeBob up in in between the field goal post, if that makes a kid really enjoy sitting there and watching it, that's how you learn to love football is watching football. For sure. Because the complication and all all of the different things that can happen within a game, when you don't understand something, you get turned off by it. But when you take the time to explain something to uh, a, a younger group or just do something fun like slime people when they score a touchdown. It, it really brings in that other group of, of fans that, that are potential fans. And I really, really love it. They, they, they did things like the dynamic duos, drew Brees and Taysom Hill leaders of the saints offense. And they compared it to SpongeBob and Patrick BFS from, (laughs) from bikini bottom. And you know, that's silly to somebody that doesn't care about that and just cares about the game, but it's not to that little kid that loves SpongeBob and Patrick. And yeah. then you're explaining this guy to, and and Nate Burleson said something like, Taysom Hill is that kid and whatever on the playground, whatever kid, whatever sport you're playing, he's going to be the first guy picked because he's just generally good at everything. It was a great way to explain to kids what type of player you're watching. You know, you can't just say, "Well, he's a journeyman." <laughs> they don't understand. They don't understand that.
1: Most adults don't even understand that.
2: Exactly. So i uh, I thoroughly enjoyed that broadcast, and I most certainly wanted to wanted to bring that up. The game in itself, a bad game. Yeah, uh, a bad football game.
1: National championship last night. Fun game to watch, you know, lots of scoring if you're, you know, not, not a big defensive game. Uh, Alabama, pretty, I mean. Heisman Trophy winner scored
2: three touchdowns. Najee Harris scored three touchdowns. Yeah. It looked like it was going to be competitive
1: early, and Alabama I didn't see the I didn't see the last couple snaps it. that Devont did. Uh, Devonta Smith, that's the Heisman, right? I I fell asleep. I after I wanted to the know if he got the MVP because he got he left. He only played one half maybe. of football. He got three touchdowns in the first half and then left the game with yeah, an injury. Maybe, um, but um, no. I mean, it was. I mean, it was a game. I you know, hey, you know what? Anytime I win hundred bucks off a game, I'm happy. Uh so, but it was expected. But here's my question: Does does how bad Ohio State got outplayed? Does that is that? Does it make Notre Dame look better? Notre Dame actually was competitive with Alabama through to the very end. Almost
2: nothing makes Notre Dame look better. But I, I just think it. I think we just finally. I just don't think Clemson was as good as everybody thought that they were, and Ohio State was not as good as everybody thought that they were. They just got exposed by yeah. by the I think
1: this season there was such a large gap between Alabama and everyone else, which yeah. I hate saying, but it just it, how it is. Oh, I hate it too. Yeah. I, mean, I mean you know just, they
2: won me a little money winning, but that doesn't make me feel any better. I would have been happy to lose my money if Alabama didn't win. But then again, I don't want Ohio state to win either. I would have been much better if Bain showed up and just destroyed the stadium. Uh, Devonta Smith did win the offensive MVP Won the nice. Heisman. We didn't talk about that. Uh, I mean, they were
1: just the... Oh, yeah. We both got exposed for that. We were both... Because uh, he, he got awarded about an hour after we recorded last week when we were like, nice. he will not win. It. I will bet everything I have, he's not going to win. I didn't it. say that
2: I would bet in everything I have. Uh, I could definitely see him winning. But no, but seriously, it was just uh, it was just clear that they were the better football team. It was fun to watch for the first quarter halfway through the second quarter and then it just became a boat race so yeah
1: all right uh MLB playing on a full 162 game season cool I guess yeah I, I mean every
2: every other league is is trying to make this work better they are not they said we're gonna go 162 because that was too much when covid wasn't happening <laughs> so I, don't, I don't understand why
1: you know why but
2: okay. Go for it yeah. like, oh
1: you thought we wanted fans to enjoy the game yeah we, exactly. we are actually a punishment for people happy 52 yeah. happy 52 we've got a new drop Boom! boom boom games
0: of the week bobby and brandon do the work so you don't have to the best from around the nhl and what to watch
1: all right i like it all right, we're going to start on the 14th. Uh, I've got Islanders besting the Rangers at 6 p.m. And that's on the, you said on the 14th? Yeah.
2: I uh, I also have a game on the 14th, the thir- the Thursday uh, should be the day that this episode releases. Flames Jets, or Flames are at the Jets. I have the Flames in that one, but I picked that game because I'm very intrigued to see where the Jets are yeah. based on last year.
1: I agree. Um, Moving on, uh, well, you've got the fifteenth, so why don't you give us your games on the fifteenth?
2: Yeah, I have a, actually a couple games on on the fifteenth, a Friday, which is which is a rare hockey day. Um, I am shamelessly going to pick the favorite in both of these games, but you should be able to catch the full first game and most of the second game if you wanted to line it up that way and are able to watch. We have the Blackhawks at Lightning and obviously i'm more i'm intrigued by what the what what the Stanley Cup champions have to put on the ice without kucherov and to kind of see where the blackhawks are after that that good playoffs they had uh, and then the the blues at the avalanche and then i have the I'm sorry. I do have the Lightning winning and uh I do have the Avalanche winning against the Blues. Just a good regular um regular divisional matchup there. Um so those are two Friday games to to kind of look at.
1: Cool. All right. On um, I got two games on the 16th. A Saturday I've got Preds and Blue Jackets and uh I mean, I think the Preds keep up. I think the Preds win on the Thursday uh, their first game of the season against the blue jackets. But I think the Saturday woes for the national predators continue for a third consecutive for maybe fourth consecutive year. I think the blue jackets best, the Preds, uh, that's at 6 PM. And I, I mean, I, I think that I think they're going to take it to the Preds. I think tooth, I could see them winning by two or three goals. Um, also on Saturday, I've got the Canucks flames and I've got the flames in that one too. Uh, I don't know what it is about the flames, but i'm I'm feeling good Just about feeling the them. Markstrom
2: yeah. is great uh Markstrom gets to go back against his uh his former team. Uh, I was jealous that you picked your games first and got that game uh definitely was looking forward to will be looking forward to that one for sure uh my other Saturday game I have the 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 Habs at the Oilers the Canadians playing uh playing Edmonton. I am intrigued to see where the Habs are at. They seem to get, be getting a lot of hype from a lot of analysts. I think that the Oilers are going to take advantage of this 56-game season and uh, and and have a decent season. I'm going to go with the Oilers in this one. Yeah.
1: All right, on the 17th, I've got Capitals-Penguins, classic rivalry. It's an 11 a.m. 11 puck drop on NBC, Sunday hockey. Uh, you know, get, get that game in before the, uh, the football games start. I've got, I've got caps winning and it's gonna, I think it's gonna be a nail biter, man. I could see this one go into a shootout.
2: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And they have a game earlier in, uh, in the, in the week as well that I didn't pick because I didn't want to have the same matchup. Yeah. Um, I have the 18th, the Monday, I have the Sabres flyers again, kind of intrigued to see where the Sabres are at with their moves they start, they've start. they started strong the past few seasons and really tapered off around the middle of the season. I actually have the Sabres winning this one. So that'll be 6.30 on Monday where no Monday Night Football, no National Championship. Might be something that you can pull up and watch. Yeah.
1: And to close out the week, I've got an all-Canadian game. I've got the Oilers versus the Leafs. I've got the Leafs taking this one, and I think... This is going to be a very high-scoring game. We're not we doing. Do. I think it's going to be. I think. Yeah. I think it's going to be about an eight-nine score goals total in that game. I think it's going to be a awesome game to watch.
2: You kind of had some betting info over there and had the over seven and a half. That's yeah. a. Bold. They didn't even have that
1: line. I made that line. You I made, made it <laughs> up.
2: You made it up. Well, that's. I mean, that's a. Uh, that's going to be a good battle. I. I think the Oilers. I think that the fifty-six game season is really going to benefit them. Based yeah. on their play style and and how how they uh, how they go about uh, a season, so but, some good good ten matchups there yeah. for us. I'm to, excited, to watch.
1: man. I'm I haven't been this excited for a season to start uh, since you know since the beginning of COVID. I, man, I I love I miss hockey. And but all right, so let's move into joke of the week. The weird
0: Corey Perry. Yeah, I don't like this. I don't wild I think the, I think the first read was a good one now, now I'm overthinking it Outlandish each sixth chick sat on a stick Little tongue twister and downright dumb You're kidding me It's oh, time God. for the joke of the week
1: <laughs> All right we've got one coming from France why don't you read us the headline buddy Wee uh, wee oui,
2: oui. French woman has been fighting to pr- for 3 years to prove she is not dead <laughs> Oh, you know, I'd just stay dead if I were her. I mean, look, I ain't paying no taxes. I ain't doing, you know, like, I'd be, like, highlighting that I'm dead. I mean, you know, it's it's one of those things, like, the first time that she showed up in court, was it not just like, okay, call it, she's here, she's not dead. Like... It's so amazing to me how paperwork and stuff like this works that like this lady has been legally dead while being alive for three years.
1: Like I just love. So the how it started was that I guess she was in a court battle with a company for wrongful dismissal. And I guess their plan was, let's just uh, say she died. She was. So she is now dead. So (laughs) they're saying, well, we couldn't have wrongfully dismissed her because, well, she's dead. And the courts were like, okay. I love
2: the quote. I've never th- I never thought a ju- that a judge would declare someone dead without a certificate. Like this judge is just like, "Nah, she did. <laughs> she did. She got on. She dead. State agent, <laughs> State agencies tell me I'm no longer dead, but that I'm not yet alive. <laughs> I'm in the making. <laughs> what a joke. Like, you know, like now that this is a news story and we're seeing pictures of her, can we just clear this up? Like, this has gotta be a real easy fix, right? Going into the computer system.
1: Not dead. You know? So, okay. So, uh, I'm reading more on it. The lady that is trying to prove she's not dead, she was the employer of a... So, they just killed her off. So, okay. The 2016 appeal came after a 2009 case filed by the employee with the assistance of put home in attempt to sue oh, shane <laughs> and her cleaning they so an employee a former employee who was fired by her and her cleaning company uh she w- was suing the lady for wrongful remover since the employee did not provide a follow-up claim the case was dismissed in vengeance the employee accomplished in making the court declare her employer as dead after which c- the court ordered the now quote-unquote deceased family deceased uh, person's family pay back the appealer for the loss that's i mean that's amazing
2: you that what a tremendous failure by uh by a judge to just be like okay so there was a there was a lawsuit happening this person won the lawsuit. Now, this other person who didn't even follow, you know, file any type of follow up claim is now saying that this other person is dead. Should I ask for proof? No.
1: Let's declare it. In I court. love that state agencies are telling her that she's not dead, but yeah. she's not yet alive. You're not yet alive. You're basically in purgatory. <laughs> like, I'm you're in so, life purgatory. They, they tell her that she's in just, well, you're in the making. Dude, like, what? <laughs> She's not an art piece. France <laughs> better be careful. Those dudes will rise up over anything. Yeah.
2: So, like, this judge, we may see him guillotined within the next couple yeah. of weeks. What a joke. Like, how, you know, like, it. this just seems very easy to prove that she's not dead. And why does it take more time for us to figure out that she's not dead? I don't dead. know if it's
1: that easy. Can we just go in there, corner and be like, hey. He dead. I'm going to convince
2: people that you're dead so I can I was going to do that to, we're both going to be, dead. be both, we're going to be both be in the same courtroom and be like, "No, he's dead, sir." What do you have okay. to say about it?
1: He's, he's dead. dead. Or either of you claiming to be alive? Do you think No, that, he's dead.
2: Do you think that Davey's going to have to take over the podcast? <laughs> we're going to still be on it, but we can't <laughs> legally own it cuz we're dead. <laughs>
1: that's what, what he's doing joke. right now
2: he's actually gonna be like hey
1: guys you guys he's, are now dead he's yeah he's he's this in is court. a hostile takeover he's
2: in court right now you can have it davy <laughs> i'll be dead no problem <laughs> they're not gonna shut down my Fanduel account though are they
1: i'm almost well assuming that th- this woman doesn't have the equivalent of a social security number so i'm assuming yes that means Ooh. no more gambling buddy
2: i don't want to be dead anymore Or maybe I do want to be dead because, like, technically I'm linked up on this. And so they wouldn't know I'm deceased for a while. So, like, I could just be dead, not have to pay any taxes until they figure
1: things out. This 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 whole now segment seems like something that might be used against you in a future court case. That's yes. (laughs) Well, here he is blatantly admitting that he wants to commit tax
2: fraud. (laughs) When I'm there, I'm going to say, sir i'm dead (laughs) i'm not alive i don't legally have to pay
1: i'm a ghost (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) he's dead he's He's a ghost
2: yeah i'll just come in like white sheets oh i better be careful (laughs) i better be careful
1: tax fraud and white
2: sheets i am i'm basically on the fbi's most wanted list right now my (laughs) nsa agent is is very upset he <laughs> has to uh declare me legally dead now so yeah that's a lot of paperwork what a joke
1: all right let's move into what are you binging uh i started this new show two nights ago we it's, it was one of those situations where we were searching for like an hour for things to watch and going past a bunch of things oh i want to watch that but not right now and so it's I, basically life. Yeah. yeah. But like, oh, this movie looks really good. Do we have time for a movie? No, nah, but I don't want a full I don't want a serious show right now. You know, it's like it's like, like that twilight right before bed. Uh, but then I found it's called the history of curse words hosted by Nicolas Cage, where they go into the etymology of all the big curse words. They have like comedians and historians and like doctors tell you, like, this is where this word came from and this is how it's used. And this is all. And so the first the first episode was, of course, about fuck. And about how it started and how like all the myths about it started. But Nicolas Cage is hilarious in there. At one point, he's like, let's just take one random actor across all the random world and see which what his usage of. And of course, he's using like Nicolas Cage. And apparently, did you know, take a guess at what actor uses the F word more than any other actor? Al Pacino close no how, how are you close it's either him or it's not well him. no he's close to number one but he's not
2: oh okay i yeah. was like i was like you can't be you can't be
1: close <laughs> like is he like oh i'm you know maybe it's tim pacino <laughs> maybe maybe robert de niro that I don't know, would be close but no he's not on the list uh jonah hill at number really? one really yeah uh that because is extremely that's what, if, strange yeah, they, to me. They, uh, for, so Wolf of Wall Street, he used it over 180 times. And all like super bad, he used it like 90. He didn't
2: go 182? I don't know. He, You know, because you know that's where Blink-182 got their name is because the F word is said 182 times in Scarface. Oh. Yeah. So that's a little, little nougat for you.
1: Yeah. Fun fact of the day. Very um, fun.
2: Can I say without any context, and I will not expand because that's not what this show's about, that I'm no longer impressed that... Nicolas Cage stole the Declaration. Oh, of Independence. oh yeah, no, it's it, not impressive. In fact,
1: what took him so long? It, he yeah. could have just walked in. Yeah, it, it's
2: not impressive. So, <laughs> yeah. no, con, no, con, no context uh, on that. Uh, I've been binging, and you are, I'm sure, happy about this because I'm sure that it will go into some pop culture soon enough, and I'm okay with it. DC movies. I actually have watched every single one of the DC universe movies. I freaking loved Birds of Prey, dude. Margot Robbie straight killed it. That was a fantastic movie. You're not the I first loved person it so much. Say that.
1: Like, I can't remember, like two just a couple days ago, someone was telling me how good it was. And so it I'm, was,
2: and you know, and the thing is, like, it was one of those that I expected to be like kind of more eh. It was so good, man. I Loved it so much, but Shazam was really good and I didn't expect to like it. And you know, the ones that people expect you to, the ones that people expect you to like, it's not really me. Cause I don't really like DC man of steel eh, is okay. I freaking loved wonder woman, especially number one. Number two was good. It was really good. It was one of my, my favorites of the group. But not uh but not as bad as everybody says. Now, I don't know if that comes because I'm not a big DC lore guy, but I loved Suicide Squad. Aquaman was pretty good. Liked Justice League okay. Not a Batman
1: versus Superman guy. I love that movie. Dude. I, 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 I love it. And I can't tell that a, scene when he's punching <clears throat> Superman and the kryptonite wears off. I it's so it's such a good scene. I, Just I his, honestly, Bat, Honestly, people hate it, but I think Ben Affleck was is like my number I two now, Batman.
2: To be fair, I thought that Ben Affleck did a pretty decent job, especially at like an Batman. older
1: Batman who had he,
2: he did a decent job of playing Batman. Yeah. I'm not I'm not a big Ben yeah. Affleck guy either. But, I mean, obviously, Christian Bale is yeah. the number one Batman to
1: me. Number three.
2: No, I he's number one. You're going to be a Michael Keaton guy? Of course. Yeah. See, I've never even seen those because I don't care about what it. I,
1: the reason Batfleck was so good is because all the other Batmans, did. you know, they played kind of the same, you know, oh, he's a playboy, you know, you know. but ba- Ben Affleck played the, the what a older, almost retired Batman should be, which is he wears the scars for you know literally and figuratively all over him you know robin's been killed uh but to go back to my earlier uh what i was saying earlier the top five uh swearers in movies with the f-word is al pacino at number five with 255 adam sandler at 295 samuel jackson at 301 and something else that might surprise you: Leonardo DiCaprio at number two at three sixty one, right behind Jonah Hill at three seventy five, at three seventy six. Apparently,
2: apparently, the Wolf of Wall Street is just like a cheat code, though. Well, the
1: Wolf of Wall Street said had, it the bunch. Wolf of Wall Street had seven hundred and fifteen uh, f bombs, uncut gems, six forty six, Casino at six oh six, Jane Silent, Bob Strike back at five oh nine, and then you've got a bunch of other ones, but. Uh Jonah Hill's the only one on the list of like characters. He's number one at uh Wolf of Wall Street. And then he's down the list a little bit uh, lower as super Seth and bad. Super Bad. Yeah. yeah.
2: Um but yeah, I mean I was a huge fan of the, of the dc but again the batman versus superman i can't tell if it's just be it wasn't a great movie to me just because of my pure hatred of batman and superman
1: honestly a lot of people didn't like it they thought okay that, good a no, lot I'm of not, people don't didn't don't like know. it because here's the thing a lot of people don't like that dc got you know uh zach snyder went super dark and i liked the aspect I, of and it. listen in some cases i do like the the dark uh, nitty gritty But there are some cases where he did go a little too far with making like, you know, because at the, you know, Batman can be dark. Batman is certainly a dark character. Superman should never, you know, for example, uh, when Superman's dad suggested him just leaving the bus full of kids to drown yeah that would never that is not really that would never happen i, I know and rendition <sighs> would would uh would super would superman's that ever suggest that no in no world no, would would uh would clark can't ever even think about doing that i'm
2: i'm also sure that this is probably something else that other people didn't like i love jesse eisenberg as lex Luthor. i thought oh, he you mean was Jeff Bezos? Yeah, yeah, Exactly. <laughs> I loved him as Lex Luthor. He was one of my favorite parts of of that particular movie. Um, But yeah, okay. So I'm glad to kind of hear that I wasn't alone in that. But I did. Don't get me wrong. After Superman died in what was it? Batman versus Superman, right? Where he died.
1: Where Superman died. Superman
2: died, right? Yeah. One of my one of the best scenes was. When it pans up over where the Superman statue was and it said, if you're looking for the Superman statue, look around you. And that was a really, really cool scene to me. Uh, kind of brought back by Justice League, which I liked because I'm a huge Flash fan. Yeah. I don't feel I like we that. gotta.
1: I love that scene where he beat the crap out of all of them. And like, because the guy whoever uh, with Flash is like, super, he's like, oh crap, he can see me. Yeah. Because like, Superman's, I mean, uh, Henry Cavill's so good at playing. At that he scene, is like good. A, Henry Cavill's one of the great Supermans, but in that scene, playing an, not an evil Superman, but like a confused and like, okay, I'm just going to fuck shit up now. Yeah. It's just him looking at him and he's like, Oh, this is not good.
2: Yeah, so I'm a I'm a large fan of uh of a lot of those movies. Some of the more random ones than than others. I would have to say though that Birds of Prey topped my list. If yeah, not, definitely
1: gonna watch it. I think if, if not, if, I might watch it like tonight. If not, followed closely by
2: Wonder Woman the. The original Wonder
1: Woman. It was really good to me. But yeah, so uh, I've been. We got. I got a brand new air fryer. Made some dope wings last night. Air fryers are sick. Yeah, dude. It was. It was good. We uh, and my mom got the same one. We made some deep fried Oreos or air fried Oreos uh, with pancake batter. Real good. Uh, But yeah, so that what about you bud
2: uh yeah i've been and where it's funny we're drinking the voodoo ranger regular ipa i actually had the new belgium voodoo ranger juicy hazy ipa which i was a huge fan of not so sure how much you would like it but i really enjoyed that beer uh so that would be what i'm binging drink slash food wise
1: let's move into what's snapping our stick
0: Bobby and Brandon are about to find out exactly what snaps their sticks.
1: All right. I'll try and keep this short and sweet. We're getting a little long on time and I might've talked about it before, but this time it's actually costing me and you some money And, and SAS some money. Sinclair Broadcasting has pretty much pulled regional sports networks off of almost everything yeah um you can only watch it if you have actual it's actually cable.
2: saving me money but we'll talk okay
1: about um but yeah so i had to go like i've already got full h uh, hulu live tv right now i've got to get at&t now max because for one reason regional sports network yeah. just to watch the preds and here's the thing in- does it not make sense for you to cancel your hulu live tv um no because i'm grandfathered in at a really good price and it it comes with uh, and it's and honestly it's more user friendly for me because at&t now is not on xbox the app on my smart tv is absolutely horrible for ATT t now and honestly i was i was being <laughs> a around.
2: chromecast bro
1: yeah so i so i actually had some i'm gonna have some questions about that after the show Super um easy. yeah because from what i've seen you have to sh- sh- screen share from your phone to your chromecast yeah but you can still use your phone fully Okay. Yes. Yeah. We'll talk about. Okay. It. Yeah. We'll talk um, about. It. Um. But anyway, so <laughs> having to do that. But no, I did the math, and I'm I'm gonna keep Hulu, not because it's non contract. I'm just gonna go back to Hulu after the hockey season. Yeah. Um. That's,
2: that's what I was thinking. yes yeah. We but, just canceled our YouTube TV for Red Zone and our AT and T now has hbo included which i
1: already paid for separately yeah so but my biggest issue is that i also get nhl.tv so i can watch every other game out like that's not in our market I, how about this either sinclair and nhl make a deal so that i can just get nhl tv and i'm not blacked out from seeing my preds or get rid of the freaking blackout yeah the, the blackout rules, is the
2: blackout is amazing to me that you can pay for a product that you may not get so we will, I'm sure, talk about that again later. Uh, mine, real quick, and you know, it's not a big subset of people, but there are people that had big problems with the that Nickelodeon Ooh, broadcast that I was those talking people. about. Right, absolutely. It wasn't like it was your only option. Yeah. That was very frustrating to me to see people be so upset about something that literally did not affect you in the slightest. I mean, so. that's
1: that's like the headline for the internet, though.
2: True. I'm <laughs> sure people on Twitter
1: were freaking out. Honestly, <laughs> I'll be completely honest. Didn't see any uh, negative things about Nickelodeon the Nickelode- on Twitter or Facebook. I Good. mean, it must di- have been just the other. I didn't get on Reddit or anything like that. Reddit, yeah. Yeah.
2: That's where I've seen a little bit of it. So the, you know, that snapping my stick, why would you not want a new group of fans? To be fair to though, this was
1: sport? after Twitter like got rid of probably thousands of people who mainly complained about that kind of stuff.
2: Sure. Sure. Uh So my, I'll go ahead and do my second. It's so funny that you kind of literally brought it up. Having so many options of things to watch, but can't decide what to watch. It's so frustrating. And then you, what happens is you go through a thousand different shows of trying to find something new to watch a murder doc, just to settle on something that you've already watched 150 times. So
1: cool. I guess we'll fall asleep to family guy again. Right.
2: And my life, the way that my life is going right now. I just don't have the energy to get into a new show. Yeah. Used to, I'd be like new show every week, and I didn't yeah. want to rewatch shows unless it was The Wire. <laughs>
1: Uh, you know and oh, so Speaking na- of that Sorry didn't mean to interrupt you On the curse show What's his name uh, From the wire Was on there Went the episode About the word shit There's lots of people On the wire Bobby uh, what's You're gonna name? have to be um, More shit. specific Oh my boy Clay Davis Yeah Cause <laughs> I didn't realize That he He was famous for shit Before the wire Yeah And so he was gonna do Like he like Set uh, a Guinness World Record For the longest shit Now it was played up He was like Oh it was 45 minutes long The like, whole episode But it was like I think Isaiah was, Whitlock uh, yeah, Jr Isaiah, Isaiah I think it was like A five minute and it's she well he yeah. has a i
2: forget what uh, i think it's cedar rapids he has a really good callback to the wire he's like i keeps one in the chamber in case you're pon- use pondering because he's <laughs> just like this nerdy guy but he pulls out that omar line <laughs> so yeah um what show was this that you were talking about cedar rapids is a movie i think it's uh jason ba- not jason bateman hmm. uh You go ahead with your second and I'll give you.
1: um, It's a phrase that's been, because of COVID, every commercial, everything is saying, in these trying times. Oh, yeah. My mom wanted to do it. She wants to, like, on on customer email, she wanted to, like, use that like, in these trying. I'm like, no, don't use it. I hate, people hate it. In these trying times is, like, the worst. Everyone knows what we're going through. This is a worldwide pandemic. If you're too stupid to understand why things might be slowed down or that things are differently, they don't deserve for you to care enough to say something like in these trying times. And there's
2: like a hundred other things that you could say, like, you know, like with what's going on in the world or. But it's dude, it's just a catchphrase that some marketing firm found that people responded to well. And so everybody uses yeah. it, but now everybody hates it.
1: And they're using it. I've seen commercials, of people using it when like a new, like the new, uh, F one hundred and fifty commercial in these, in these tri- trying times, in these trying times, you- come buy a new car zero, only 2.4% APR in these
2: try, in these trying times, you need to spend 50 grand on a brand new car. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm with you. That's a terrible phrase. Uh, Cedar Rapids is a, uh, movie with, um, Ed Helms, he's like an insurance agent, and they the way you described
1: uh, it almost sounded like it was like a Brickleberry kind of thing.
2: No, no, it's it was like a movie. He's an insurance agent, and they go to this uh, this conference or whatever, and they're about to get into a fight. And Clay Davis, have you ever seen Brickleberry? Brickleberry is one of my jams, dude. Amazing, canceled way before its time. Yeah, that's what that that was gonna be one of my uh, snaps, my sticks shows that are canceled. Before given a real opportunity, we like, should do a I'm, full
1: we should do a full pop culture segment uh, just dedicated to shows, shows canceled, canceled, too, canceled too early.
2: Okay, I'm interested in that because so I far, have Firefly so many. and Brickleberry. On never, the list. you know, I've never seen any of Firefly. But me, no, purely, me neither, because but, I
1: don't want to start it and be and have and not be able to and be done purely because of people telling me that I shouldn't start it because it's not going to finish. So. Yeah, I'm the same way. That same reason why I even shows that run seven seasons, I don't watch the last couple episodes. I like my imagination to take it from there. I don't want to see the finish. That's lame. Go ahead <laughs> <Yeah>. and close this <laughs> out. Get
2: us out of here. All right,
1: guys, we will see you next week and uh, enjoy some hockey. Peace.
0: Thanks for listening to the Pucks Out Podcast. To see what other ridiculousness the guys are up to, check them out on Twitter and Instagram at PucksOutPod.